It's that magic time of the week. We're here for another episode of Lyle's Movie Files. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lyles. Joining me for this big extravaganza is little brother, Jace, who celebrated his birthday yesterday. Bro, how are you? Happy birthday once again. I'm doing well. Uh, I had a a good, good birthday present, so I'm doing very well, sir. Outstanding. All right, well, let's let's queue up the next member of our four-man team today. Gunner's running late. But, uh, Chief, how's everything on your end, man? Uh, like I was telling the fellas earlier, great. Fantastic. Couldn't be better. I don't think that's what you told us, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. That'll make you good for the, for, the, for the fans out there. There you go. And Javon King. What's up with you, man? Man, what is up, everybody? I'm feeling love uh, to my man, Jason. We've known each other longer than most people have been alive. So, big ups, man. Love you, bro. You, you, you're one of the good ones. Uh, you're old. You're older than me now. Um, what else can I say, man? It's, it's been a hell of a ride. Here's to 100 more years, man. I'll take 100 more years and actually being able to remember it's 100 years. We're Highlanders. You have to cut our heads off for us to die. Javon has been playing catch up on one of the shows that we regularly watch. And Javon talked to me earlier. He said he binged the last five episodes of Supergirl. Javon, I know you have questions, so let's just cue everything up. Tell us when the last time you watched Supergirl before this marathon session you did. And let's just knock out the questions you've got about this show, including Monday's episode. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Um, the last time I watched Supergirl was during its inaugural season on CBS. And I thought there was promise there when I first started watching. Um, but I wasn't really into it. It didn't grab me, right? So I watched two episodes, and then I kind of moved on after that. And I kept saying, oh, I'll watch at the end of the season, you know, I'll TiVo or whatever. Um, I never did that. And then it moved to CW, and then I just, I never caught back up. But I felt like in order to honor the show, I should catch up on the shows that we most frequently discuss on the podcast. Um, So I watched Monday's episode along with the past five. And the running theme for me for each episode was, what the hell is going on? Is this a Supergirl uh, 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 made-for-TV show? Is it a musical like I felt like, I felt like this should be like an off-Broadway show, <laughs> of a, 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 a interpretation of a Supergirl comic series, right? It it's really bizarre, and it's like whoever's writing this show has deviated. I mean, the source material is Supergirl. He's, she's Kyle's cousin, you know. She's Superman's cousin. She has the same skill set as Superman. Why is she being bested by idiots? Why is she being bested by people who, or, or, or supposed villains that don't have a, 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 a sword in play with her? I, I, I just don't get why they, I mean, I understand why they have to kind of do it, because for what it's worth, when you have an invincible a character, you have an invincible hero, you kind of have a hard time creating the villains, creating the drama, but it's Supergirl. 
Stop messing around. What are you doing? I, I just I the thing about the last six episodes I watched is that nothing was memorable. Nothing. If you would have asked me right now what happened in the one where God, I'm trying to think. I forget who the stupid bad woman was. I, I wouldn't even know. Rain? I wouldn't even know. The Rain story and the, the character who's who, uh, the lady who's played Rain, her character has been developed very well. And it's those filler throwaway episodes that really can distract you from actually enjoying the show. Like the Toy Man episode after they came back from break was like, what is what? Supergirl doing with these? Like, you have a whole police force. There's nothing phenomenal about There's what's going nothing. On Jason, you took it words out of There was nothing Supergirl could have done with that. Hey, a task force of detectives could have taken this dumbass out. What was the point in this? What was the point? Like, it was nothing. There was no point. I mean, other than to say Supergirl did something. It's like, you can actually, like, I think Jeff mentioned last week, it's like, that would have been an episode to highlight, like, kind of how Scrubs used to do. It's like, hey, I'm the main character of the show, but let some of my supporting cast have an episode. Like that was an easy throwaway episode to let the people without powers do something. Like Supergirl didn't need to go in there at all. Like, but to have Monel do a cape trick, like oh, really? Wait, wait. That was that was that was this week. Oh no 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 no! Monel did it this he week, did, last yeah. week, so he could show Supergirl how to do it. Yeah, we'll, we're going to go all into the Cape episode. Let, let's just catch Javon up on everything. Chief, what do you think about okay. uh, about everything that's gone so far in Supergirl? And help Javon out a little. I know Supergirl has become uh, it's almost cartoonish to me. Um, they're kind of uh, Supergirl's. It's, 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 it's and I, I realize everybody, this is this superhero show. But it's lost like realism and credibility to to a degree on things that it that, that goes on in Supergirl. Um, as you're watching, the villains to me don't even match up to to Supergirl. Like she's like she's she's spending the episode fighting somebody, like fighting a lot of people that you think, oh well, your super speed should have took care of that. Right. Uh, you know, you could have flew around and 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 hit the person from the other side, or just things of that nature. Like these, like a lot of these uh, villains. For example, if you have a villain, and I'm not even talking about these other Death World or World Killers or whatever they may be, I'm just talking about a regular villain who. They shoot sound from her mouth or hands or whatever. Got the sound waves coming at her. Now, other than the sound waves, that's that person's power. So you you dodge the sound waves, come up, hit like slap her in the back of the head. They're down. Like <laughs> that shouldn't be an episode though. <laughs> nope. Um, that you you know what I mean? There should be for Supergirl. There should be stronger enemies. I, it, it comes to mind. When you watch, uh, I don't know if it was the beginning of Justice League or, or I think it was Justice League. Uh, Wonder Woman goes into the bank right. to, to stop those dudes. Yeah, Justice League. Right. Yeah, so, so she goes in the bank to stop those dudes. It was an easy fight for her. You know what I mean? She wasn't in there like, oh, how am I going to defeat these guys? 
No. You know, you know what I mean? It's a cakewalk. <laughs> it should be a cakewalk, and it should be portrayed as such. What exactly. other questions do you So what other questions do you got, Javon? Why is it so dumb? Why is it so dumb? I mean, Jeff, I, look, the introductory characters that don't matter, I get all of that because some of our favorite shows that deal in the action genre, um, be it cop shows, be it zombie dead shows, be it uh, 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 superhero shows, whatever, they're going to introduce characters that serve no purpose. They're going to introduce baddies that are kind of episode fillers. Mm-hmm. So after 50 minutes, we can wrap this up in a neat little bow. Sometimes you don't really need that. The audience is smart enough to follow a storyline. Give us that much, you know. I think that writers kind of forget that and forego that. And I think also with the demands of, of network TV, a 20, 16 to 24 episode season may be a little bit too much to bear. I like when shows have 12 to 16 episode runs and they can follow a narrative through the course of a season. That's where I think Supergirl should be, not just giving us episodes that don't matter and villains that have no bearing or characters that have no bearing on the story of Supergirl because it's pointless and it's an insult. Like the whole teaching Supergirl the cape trick, I'm Supergirl! (laughs) I'm Supergirl! You don't need to teach me anything. Okay? Okay. Okay. At the very least, if she can't figure out how to beat this rain person, it's like, in theory, Monel should have equal powers to her or whatever, equal powers to her. So, hey, you, me, equals beating rain. Like, I don't need to learn how to do a cape trip. You just follow in whatever I leave an opening. Like, this doesn't, I mean, this doesn't need to be Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi versus yeah. Dooku. It's like, <laughs> like, this is how we, like, hey, you you get the opening, we done, wrap this up. Like Jason, you nailed it. It's not one of those like like you say with Obi Wan and Anakin, you have a budding master who's still learning the force and a padwan versus a true master of the dark side of the force, right? Of course he's supposed to sun them both. Even though it's two of them, he's supposed to sun them. You don't stand a chance here. But when you're supergirl, it's like, look, unless you are of Kryptonian descent, unless you are as powerful or more okay, so than the, the I rain, am, you know the challenge. Rain is supposed to be as strong or genetically altered to be stronger than her. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, it's two of you. Like, hey, or how about we call that guy Superman who's on, like, in Metropolis? <laughs> hey, we got a freaking issue. You mind helping us out? I mean, this is a person we're calling a world killer. We don't send the call? Like, hello, what? Just, hey, this dude is on Daxum 5. He ain't around. Like, well, the, just give me a throwaway of, line like that. <laughs> well, that was kind of my question. What is he like? Is he on TDY or something? Is he on vacation? Is he on, like, work-related work, work travel? Where, problem, where is... One of the big problems with Supergirl is she's hard to come up with villains that can give her a hard time. And when you come up with one, the second it becomes too hard a time... They stumbled because they put, not superior, but they put A-list heroes alongside her and Martian Manhunter and Mon-El. And then, hey, let me pick up my phone or yell really loud so only my cousin Superman can hear. And then it just becomes this dumb thing of why aren't you calling Superman? 
why is a Martian Manhunter more powerful? Like this episode, Cape episode, was finally the first time we saw Manhunter actually do something in a long time where he didn't get punched one time and was down for 20 minutes. But I think a huge problem with the show is they 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 really struggle coming up with credible villains. And I think they need to do more of the bad guys who Supergirl could beat, but she can't, like Cadmus or uh, Morgan Edge or Lena Luthor or what's what's the mom's name? Lillian. Lillian Luthor. So like all those those kind of characters play off her better because we all know she could beat them, but because they're kind of sleazy and know how to work and manipulate the system, they can get one over on Supergirl and we have to wait till that eventual thing. Let's let's jump now on to Cape episode. What did you guys think about this one? We had, because I wrote a ton of notes on this one. Alright, so we kick things off. Supergirl is in a photo booth fight with an alien at the alien bar, which I just didn't understand why that lasted more than one picture. She just punches her one time. I, I got that they were trying to be cute, but I'm like, guys, just stop please if if supergirl and an alien are fighting in a photo booth the photo booth is destroyed there's no picture coming out of it i mean maybe they use the same material as they use in the supergirl cars maybe that's what happened (laughs) the last line right that's very generous so then we also had monel devoting an entire episode teaching supergirl how to use a cape as an offensive weapon. And I'm just thinking Supergirl has beaten Superman without learning how to use a cape as a as a weapon. Why does she need to do this in this situation? It's just it seemed like a let's let's distract Supergirl and let's have some other people get a moment. But I think there are better ways I mean you could pull an arrow and just have Supergirl off camera with Monel as opposed to some ridiculousness of, hey, I'll teach you how to learn I'll teach you how to use a cape. Then we find out, I think the best character on this season has been consistently Sam, and the second best character has been Lena, because their friendship, bond, connection has been developed. We care about them. Sam isn't the usual dumb, ridiculous supporting character here to cause all kinds of drama. She's got depth to her. I don't understand why she needs to have a nanny for her daughter, who is perfectly capable of running the house by herself, but okay. Then we've got Martian Manhunter's dad, who has prayers that cause violent behavior. And apparently that's enough to trigger everyone's evil impulse, including Supergirl. And I thought this was so weird, and I was looking around because I wanted to see some review go, hey, Supergirl tried to change Monel because he was who he was, and she just decided... Hey, you're a bad boy. I'm going to change you. And for some reason, this episode had to make this deal of Monel apologizing for being a jerk and all this other stuff. Supergirl chose him. He wasn't like tripping on her. She was like, oh, I'm so all in with you. And it's weird because Supergirl always kind of does this thing where she's rejecting the guy and and even though Monel is in an arranged marriage where there's just a fraction of the door open for them to get back together, she has to have the upper hand and go, well, Monel, we weren't that good together. We spent 
I feel like 20 seasons with her grieving this relationship. And in one episode, oh, I'm over you. Same deal with James. Uh, you know, I don't think this is working out with better friends. I've complained a hundred times that the CW writers on these superhero shows have no clue how to write real relationships. And this one was a classic example of their, their will spend 90 episodes to develop, play out a relationship, and end every connection to it, every strand on one on one conversation. It's so stupid. That's why I can't get invested in these things. And Supergirl was, I've, what was it? She said, Monel disrespected him at every turn. And I'm like, really? This was before you got with him. He wasn't cheating on you when he hooked up with Kat's secretary. He was being a swinging bachelor. You saw who he was, and you decided, I need to get with him. So that's all of my grievances right now with that. Uh, Chief, what did you think about all that stuff? Specifically the deal, the beef with Mono. Uh, listen, um, that, 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 that Monel thing was, I, I didn't understand it either. I, I was just watching, I was saying to myself, uh, you know, she's got all this anger for the dude and matter of fact, she's been angry at him the whole season. He's come back. She's, you know, oh, you know, hey, it's been 3,000 years since I've seen you, something like that. Um, you know, she was angry at him for hooking up with the other girl. You know, she was angry at him for leaving. Now, she was angry at him for stuff they, that he did before they got together. Right. Whatever. Um, here's the thing. It's several, several problems. And, and the, the cake was one of them. Because I'm thinking to myself, all this time, all she needed was to, to know how to throw her cape in order to beat the world killers. You know what I mean? So this was the secret that, that Supergirl was missing. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the police academy is now holding uh, classes. Look, uh, officer, we're going to teach you how to throw your hat instead of the gun. It will make for a more effective. You, it doesn't, you know what I mean? So now officers just throwing their hats like our job, taking out criminals. I don't know. So that was one. Two, so everybody in the building, Pops goes crazy. Everybody in the building is killing each other. Right? Right. Martian Manhunter is steadily just <laughs> pleading with his Pops to put on the bracelet. Listen, right. Pops, I know everybody is killing each other around you. <laughs> But I'm not going to just grab you and put this bracelet on. I'm going to make sure that you understand why I'm trying to put on the bracelet. I'm not going to put it on you and save lives. I'm just going to go ahead and, and hopefully, you'll, hopefully once you realize this, there'll still be people left. I mean, what the hell? I'm watching the scene and I'm like, yo, everybody's still dying. They're shooting bazookas in there for God's sake. Like, so then the, uh, my man, the, my, uh, the, the Martian man, you know, he turns into his, his Martian form. Now, wasn't there an episode where these white Martians were, uh, 
really powerful where they killed out his race? Yep. Yes. He he beats the heck out of the, the, the white Martian. I don't even it was like a perfect. You know, you play a Street Fighter or, or Mortal Kombat? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> he didn't even get hit. <laughs> Martian Manhunter had the cheat code today. That's all we had. I do. I was like, yo, this, the, the white Martian didn't even put up a fight. I was like, uh, even if the people who went, like, wiped out your race, if they're that strong, how did you defeat this dude without even landing a punch on you? You just jumped through the wall, pop, pop, <laughs> punched it through the window, and the thing was down. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Why? Like, yo, like, they, they're killing me. They, 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 damn it, there's this, this, this comic book Wikipedia. <laughs> you, you remember how the, you remember how the blue star earlier in the season? Yeah. It was supposed to make her, like, oh, she was a time more powerful. Now we get to, it doesn't make her powerful, it makes her weaker for whatever reason. Martian Manhunter beats the white Martian. Instantly, he's, like I said, people are dying. He's 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 trying to reason with his father. Pops, listen, things are going on. You you just oh damn, oh god, somebody call my mother. I'm dying. Listen, Marsh. Listen, pops. You gotta put on this bracelet. You you gotta do it. Oh God! He's dead! He's dead! Listen, your your mind your mind is going. And I'm like, no! Are you serious right now? Slap the bracelet on him, then talk. <laughs> then talk. These these are people who do not spank their kids. Okay, they have to talk before action is taken. Okay. Oh listen, man! I, I, listen, I hey. Okay, I'm you know, I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a bow out, let somebody else take the mic. But yeah, I mean, there's some issues with that. Go back yeah. and watch that scene. Watch everybody dying, and this dude just calmly, he's calmly talking. He's not even like, yo, you need to put this bracelet on. You're killing everybody. <laughs> and then at the end, pops is like, yeah, uh, I'm sorry about earlier. You're sorry about earlier, dude. You killed half the staff. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, no problem. You know what I mean? Who's gonna call? Who's gonna call Thomas's mother and tell him that he got killed at the office? Who's gonna make that call? Is Martian Manhunter's pop gonna make that call? Probably not. You know what I mean? He's just sitting there apologizing, like like nothing happened. Yeah, listen, uh, it got a little crazy. Everybody, I'm cool now. I know the disturbance was a little off. I know about thirty of us died, but yeah, listen. After this episode, we won't even remember those people. Listen, it's cool. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, all right. Hey, listen, all right. Jeff, I'm gone, man. I'm taking, take it, take it from me. I can't. Wow. <laughs> I need about 20 minutes to regain my composure. All right, all right. man. Mm. All right, before, before I get back to you, Jace. Gunner, what's up, man? We've been talking, Supergirl. How's everything with you? I can tell. Oh, man, I came in the middle of that, Joan. I'm, like, sitting here, like, I missed the episode, but it sounds like I'm glad I missed it, because uh, uh, it wasn't karaoke, but apparently just some shenanigans that I guess I should watch for research sake one yeah, day. I think you should. It's on Blu-ray. Yeah. I don't know. 
I think you should. I think when you watch it, listen to this commentary track with with Chief. That way, you can fully. Appreciate I just it. did, yo. That, anyway, I busted out laughing. Yeah, yo, man. That, I, 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 <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't mute. That was real. Okay, Jace, what did you think about this thing? Okay, what Chief said was one hundred percent accurate, and and also with Javante, like. Supergirl really needs to kind of figure out, like, the world killer idea is a great idea. Like, you got three villains that she supposedly can't tackle. So, basically, y'all, I mean, you can't have these throwaway, like, four or five throwaway episodes where you're not dealing with that actual problem. Like, you and Monel and Brainiac should literally be doing nothing besides sitting behind a computer trying to find who this next person is. The, uh, where Lena where's the legion? Uh, where's the legion? By the way, where are they? The, their entire purpose again. is to stop this person from coming to their century. Oh, we killing, decided killing, to go killing the future. I mean, what are y'all like, doing? You, you brought. I mean, Monel has no power other than this ring. So literally, all of the world killer has to do is break that ring. He's useless. Uh, Brainiac, uh, yeah, he couldn't figure out anything. Uh, Saturn girl just has. Telekinetic. I mean, sorry. She just has telekinetic because you know psychic powers, like her real powers, would just be you know way too powerful, and we can't have that. So, what is the whole purpose of these three legionnaires? They're useless. Oh yeah. Also, any arranged marriage. I'm sure that's not going to be a problem when we actually have to deal with somebody who's considered a world killer. I'm sure we don't have to deal with their touchy feely bull bull crap uh, when we really need to be worrying about whole dealing with these whole three world killers. But <laughs> I, I'm going to come down a little bit. Uh, the Lena and uh, Sam part was good. You could have basically had more of the episode be focused on that. And, because, and Lena and James. I thought those scenes were really good. Like for I, I think for the whole, one of the main problems with Supergirl is they focus on the wrong thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that, it's like when they were focusing on Kara and Alex, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Like they did that episode, that little back, throwback episode they did of that, that was good. But every time they do just the, their one-off episodes are just like, really? Like, can we get to the meat of this whole story? Like, I mean, like when, when this is on Netflix, I, you should literally be like, okay, uh, skip episode. Let's go. Oh, this doesn't look like we're talking about world killers. Skip episode. There's some issues. Did you have anything about the mine L, uh, he needed to apologize for being a jerk pre-Kara. You know, honestly, I would like to apologize to all my girlfriends before I actually started dating them. That's pretty much what has to happen. Like, so I, I'm going to do that. But in I, real, I mean, uh, I mean, it's it was just like you're ragging. I'm really supposed to be like I give a crap. Like, so you want you wanted to bang me. It ain't me trying. I wasn't trying to bang you. So why am I going to apologize for that? Like you literally wouldn't have cared if I didn't have powers, quote unquote. You wouldn't have cared anything about me. And she totally so forced I, him. To apologize for this? She totally forced him to be a better dude. He was perfectly content being the frat boy, hanging out at bars, and she kept guilting him. You've got powers now. You're supposed to do this. She nagged at him to do something. I'm sorry. But what were you doing the first 28 years of your life? No, seriously, because she's 
totally the wrong person to say that. She only got involved and cared about people till her sister was about to get killed. Everybody else who's getting killed, shot and stabbed, whatever national city, national city, didn't matter. But yeah, well, my yeah, outcomes and he got super, to chill. We got Superman for that, right? My we don't need Supergirl. I know was to chill for a month, and this Joker gets reamed out like, "Oh no, you gotta do this. You gotta be a hero like me." It's it's ugh. their whole thing has always been terrible to me because I just ugh, it's terrible. Maybe now they'll swing into a comic book area and go uh, Supergirl and Brainiac. Maybe, just maybe. That would be better. Right. All right. So, so let's, let's, that, not that Brainiac. He sucks. Let's move on, because I, I can just keep talking about this, and we don't need to spend an entire show with my issues on Supergirl. Last night, we had Flash come back, and this was the big fallout. I finally watched the episode from two weeks ago, guys, where old boy Ralph decided to be an actual worthwhile character. In the same episode, that became the case. He got killed off. I was kind of, it was weird watching this episode as Barry was grieving this character who I felt like I had only seen for one episode, and then we had Citizen Cold, and I hate how the show continues to, or the whole Arrowverse uses these shortcuts as needed, like, oh, there's no way we can find anything with Cold. Let's go to another Earth and get the guy who's like Captain Cold. Why don't they go to another Earth to find somebody who can stop DeVoe? I mean, why waste time stopping uh, a, a, something that doesn't even matter in the, long, in the big picture? Hey, we need to go to another Earth and get a guy to help us stop one of DeVoe's plans. Why not just go to every Earth and grab... Why don't they just go to Earth S, call Supergirl, hey, we've got this guy who's got all these powers. Why not call everybody to stop DeVoe? Their random use of okay. characters from other universes at, or other Earths is needed it makes no sense. They really could get a okay, Want to go to get a good Jeff. Devo. <laughs> No, DeVoe's good. Like, but can, I I haven't watched the episode. But why didn't Cisco just make the coal gun? Apparently, Cisco did not have the time to make one, so he needed. They needed to find somebody who who had possession of a cold gun. Now, they could have also gone to the Legends and said, hey, why don't you go in time and pluck out an old Captain Cold when he was with y'all, and we can use him, and he can go after DeVoe. It just, it's just weird how they go. It makes no sense logically. They did that last season. They did that last season when they needed to get uh, the, radi- the thing for the Dominators. Like They yeah. literally plucked Captain Cold, literally from a time zone, plopped him back where he needed to be. Right. I mean, it's just right. like, if y'all are going to play that fast and loose with characters who are dead, characters on different Earths, why don't you get characters who can help you with the current situation? Or they could have just stole the captain, the cold gun from one point in time. I mean, they didn't even need to. I just, I, I didn't understand that. Um, but, but this was a really strong episode from the actors because Grant Gustin, uh, Candace Patton, Jesse Martin, they were great. I mean, they really made me wish I had known this Ralph guy that they were talking about because he seemed like a really great dude. And 
I was like, wow, these these those those three when they get some heavy tearjerker kind of scenes, they always always deliver. Did anybody watch this episode? I know we were celebrating Jace's birthday, but did any of y'all catch Flash last night? I did not catch Flash last night. Sorry. No worries. Chief, how about I, you? I caught it. I caught it. <sighs> You're lovely. What'd you think about this episode, man? Well, first of all, let me just get to the fact that how come I wasn't seven to celebrate Jason's birthday? Okay. We'll we'll talk about that soon. We'll talk right. about that now, after the show. <laughs> now, uh, this flash joint. <sighs> so, you know, the main thing for me, man, is this dude is supposed to be all-knowing, quote-unquote, smart, this, that, and the third. And uh, it looked like at some point he was about to use that uh, potion to keep his wife in check. Right. Right? So, But then she came and said something to him like she was filling him, and he put it away, right? Yep. Now, let me ask y'all this. <laughs> we've all... We've all been around women at this time and about this point in our lives. You know that you've got to take a little time out for your woman. Right. You know this. You know this. Especially if your woman is, that's all your woman is talking about. So if she's like, baby, we we need to go out. I want to go out. Can we go out? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It you you do the things for your woman, so the household stays happy. Can stay happy. That's right. Because the minute that your woman is displeased with anything, that you're unhappy. Disrupts, yeah, that disrupts the shangri la of your household. And <laughs> let me tell you, that can be some rough coming home from work to. That situation, that's when you're sitting out in the car in front of the house, don't want to go in. Like, ah, oh, damn. I'm going to straighten this out. All right. Or trying to find so, a happy hour that goes till nine. Right. So this is the thing. Now, you know what move Flash is going to make. You know what people are going to do. You know this. But you don't know that your woman is needing some attention from you. Now... If you don't need her, kill her and be done with it. But obviously, you need her. You don't. Of course, you know. At this point in time, we realize DeVoe has never been in love with that woman. But at the same time, you know, you need her. So you would think that on any level that you would be trying to keep her happy. So I couldn't figure that out. I was like, well, dude, you know everything. I guess maybe it's, maybe it's like a you know uh, some kind of you know guy who's been had his head in books all all his life and he meets a girl has no clue but like Devoe you've been this has been your wife you've been living with her you know her I mean she's in the middle of the laboratory with her favorite dress on your favorite dress yeah your favorite dress that's right and you push her away so as that, if he didn't see her in the dress yeah yeah he was just like hey. Like, I, I done told you, woman. You know, I said, he was like, uh, what's my man? Uh, I Turner. I done told you, woman. You know, 
get that dress off. You, you try to help Ike. So he did that. <laughs> right. The second thing was okay. at some point, this Barry always seems to go into a funk after a teammate dies or somebody dies, right? Yo. So the therapist like, rattled off like eighty people who got killed. <laughs> it was like, geez, this is right. four. Why so many people dead? <laughs> well, and not only that, dude. Like you, at, at some point, you got to get used to the process. <laughs> at, at some, at some degree, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> you get hard. I mean, like, like, no. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Think about. Think about when you watch the news now, and you watch the news, and it takes a really messed up news report for a you to really be like, "Wow!" Up. You know it what I'm saying? Because yeah, it takes when you hit about somebody's uh, a kid or something like that. Because otherwise, yeah, like you know, game dude, it's like right. At, at, some, at some point, you're just like, "Oh, okay, well that's normal because that's what happens every day." So after after eighty people, you you got to deal with the, the 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 emotions somehow. You know what I mean? I don't grant it. Everyone hurts, but like this dude has been holding on to his feelings. They they like like they hold on to their feelings with it. And I'm like, hey man, you've been through this. This is what happened. Hell, you this is the first guy you didn't lose this season. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> I've been lost this season. When you looked at that board, and they showed the board several times last night, yep. the vote had killed every one of those people on the board. You yep. have lost, you have failed every point this season. Not one point. I, you know, and, I, I, and it's funny because I went to this episode thinking, oh, well, shoot, we're just going to see the vote grab this dude at the end of the episode, too. I'm surprised that the dude made it out. <laughs> I guess they didn't have no use for a nuclear DeVoe, right? Or Devro or whatever his name is. So anyways, <laughs> so that was that. You know what I mean? Um, as far as Captain Cold, I don't know. I'm not sure why they keep bringing him back. Um, you know, in the Cisco, uh, in this, uh, you know, uh, trying to figure out how to make the thing work. With now, this dude put on the thing with the antimatter. It basically was going to make him relearn his whole life over. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of telling Cisco what happened, <laughs> you let him put on the helmet? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, even, like, how, what kind of friend is that? I wouldn't I would tell my man, good. like, listen. Right. Hey, listen, um, I put on the helmet and messed me up. Don't try it. You know? He's like, yo, I'm a sabotager. No, man, that's not good enough. You need to go ahead and tell him. It makes you stupid after a while. Um, What else happened on this show? Uh, that, that damn tuning fork. If they have another episode with that damn tuning fork, I swear for Lord, I am going to stop watching Flash forever. I mean, because it didn't work last episode. Am I, I mean, remember this? He <laughs> hit the tuning fork. It didn't work. So the first thing you do is grab the tuning fork. I'm like, what are you doing oh, with the tuning fork? Yeah. you grab the tuning fork. I'm like, why you got the tuning fork? <laughs> it's definitely not going to work because of Ralph. Okay. Right. I got one question. It was just last week. 
right, Jace, what's your question? Is this show, has this show, like, has DeVoe gotten dumber since the break? Because, like, yes. early season, like, when he was, I mean, he was, like, plotted everything, was able to switch bodies, like, but since that break, it's just like, oh, I don't see this blind spot. It's like, at least say his blind spots are caused by him getting these new personalities. Right. They kind of introduced something this episode to address your question. I'll let you see it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching okay. it after this podcast is over. So, okay. And, yeah. Okay, good. Because I'm like, um, now he wasn't the short runner for being one of the best in the Arrowverse next to Adrian Chase because of that whole plotting. I mean, this dude was like 20 chess moves ahead. Like Adrian Chase. Now this dude's like, Nah, I'm far behind. I just keep my girl in check with this time loop situation with her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but, but I guess I should watch this episode to see how they address all of that. I think they do a pretty decent job with it. So that that's what's going on on that end. Uh, on Arrow, we followed up probably the best episode of the season with a look at Ricardo Diaz, Rich the Dragon. <laughs> I know you didn't like it, Jay's, but I thought as a villain character study, it was decent. The only thing about the episode I did not like was why we needed to focus any time on Felicity and Curtis. And right. once again, with that whole new Team Arrow was right, old Team Arrow betrayed them, and they're in the wrong. And I'm, I, I just can't get over any time they reference the whole fight between the two teams. They can't show what happened to Renee without showing the dude going full on Jason, grabbing hatchets and axes to go after Air, to go after Oliver and Oliver kicks him. I don't understand what we're supposed to think Oliver's supposed to do. Just let Renee hack away at him because all sympathy is lost when a dude grabs an axe and starts charging at me. <laughs> I mean, that's still oh, sorry. There's a lot of the former leader of the right. Former, what you know, what leader of the League of Assassins with an axe. Yeah, yeah, I think it. I think that. Yeah, yeah, man, it's like, come on, get out of here with that. And well, I was, yeah, this was not the episode to watch. After, you know, while you know, going to sleep deprived newborn baby. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm catch up. Oh, I'm up anyway. You know what I mean? I'm up anyway. Right. Up, I'm up. Let's go. Nah, we both fell asleep on this job, man. You picked up sleeping in front of the TV, watching the air like, damn. Like, what's happening in this episode? Man. There was not an episode last season you would have fallen asleep on. That's the real thing. Like, this, like, you say character development. It's like, this guy, no matter, even with that episode, it didn't make him feel like he wasn't sympathetic. He's not a magnanimous personality. It's like he's a two-second villain. Like just throw an arrow at him and be done. Like, come on. That has been the big thing with him. He is no. I mean, he's he's such a long ball player that Oliver or geez, Diggle should have taken him out a long time ago. They shoot him with an arrow, put him in jail, and he's done. But. They've managed to drag this out for a whole season without really showing why he's such a good bad guy. At least Kate and James had technology and hacker skills and and superpower of hackerism to escape out of anything. And how is this? 
how is the city city still running with no money? Right. Well, you know, look at Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's coming to work knowing they're not getting paid, but it's okay. I want to do my thing. Come on. That sounds like Baltimore. Exactly. Anyway, hey, there's tax revenue big. coming in every day. There's, there's sales tax coming in. Come on. Hey, All right. So that's the Arrowverse shows for this week. I gave you guys an assignment based off of Javon's interesting. Uh, throwaway comment that I thought would make for a fun feature on tonight's show. We've got a mask cartoon coming. F. Gary Gray is is lined up to direct it, and we've even got a Bumblebee spinoff starring John Cena. Uh, I think that's coming next year. Maybe it's this year. I don't know. I have no interest in watching any more of the Michael Bay Transformers universe. But it is coming. So I asked you guys, hey, come up with, give me your pitch for an 80s cartoon that you want to see made into a live action blockbuster movie. Your budget is no option. And if you went as far as I did, you can even pitch to me your director you want to see do it, uh, your cast, whatever you got. So uh, let's start off with uh, Javon. Cool. Um, I chose two uh, Inhumanoids, and I think well, I'll start with Inhumanoids. Inhumanoids was such. If y'all remember Inhumanoids, man, it was such nah, a man, you, weird. No, man, you gotta cartoon. pitch it. You gotta be like, this is why Inhumanoids. This is why? Yeah, man, bad, you gotta bad. act like nobody knows what's going on with Inhumanoids. You gotta, you gotta, right. gotta let our listeners who have no idea who who Inhumanoids are, what that's about. Who Inhumanoids are? Okay, so for those of you who don't know, the Inhumanoids were based on um, the premise of the cartoon. Uh, were they were what geologists? Uh, they studied the Earth and the Earth's core, and they drilled to the center of the Earth and found out that there was a whole world going on down there with monsters and and all kind of geological nightmares happening. And they made it to the surface world, and they had the technology and a sta- and build the technology to fight this looming threat. This new as a cartoon because it unlike other hey, cartoons say that last the, bit again I kind of lost you. okay unlike other they had the technology the geologists uh available to them to fight threat now unlike other 80s cartoons which made it such an interesting cartoon is that these epi- the episodes of inhumanoids weren't wrapped up with a little neat bow and okay, next week we're gonna fight some new baddies. No, this was a, a continuous fight against the same enemy because that's what the show was about, fighting this unstoppable force and the fight to do so. And a season in humanoids lasted about four seasons, but throughout the four seasons, it was a constant fight against this enemy, and it never lost you. It never got tidy, tiresome, or tedious. Um, I think it would make for a good movie because you could focus the source material is right there. You could focus on a season of Inhumanoids, which would be the final season when they finally defeat it. If you just matched up the elements, it works because one, it's sci-fi, 
it's cool as hell. The tech that was that was available, or the tech that they made available in the series of the cartoon, was 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 cool. It made for instant toys. It made for for instant marketing. Um, it's just it was unfortunate that it came out during the era of Transformers, GI Joe, Thundercats, Robotech. You name it. If you didn't grow up in the '80s, dude, you missed out because <laughs> we had it. Seriously, we had it, dude. He Man, Silverhawks. You name it, we had it going on, and and unfortunately, and humanoids was just one of the the cartoons that were around that were popular to a degree, but weren't as popular as the other major phenomenons that were out during that time. Be it like I said, Transformers, GI Joe, Thundercats, uh, 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, Silverhawks. You name it, you name it. Uh, my second is, do y'all remember Cops? Of course you know, C-O-P-S, Cops. Yeah. Right? We remember Cops. Cops was about futuristic police, a futuristic police force, and name your major city, USA, fighting the big boss crime syndicate and all of his cronies that, that fell underneath of him. And the Cops unit was full of these uh, uh, super futuristic cops led by Bulletproof, who was a brother, one of the first action hero right. cartoon brothers out there, right? Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah, he led this unit of futuristic cops. And it was so cool because it, unlike other cartoons, it dealt with some pretty, some, some pretty adult themes for children, like drug addiction, sexual abuse, uh, uh, abduction, you know, all of these things. It was a, it was a glorified PSA for real, but it was so damn cool because it was action packed. And not only was the animation cool, but the action was fun. This is a, I don't know how you, I, hmm, I don't know how well it would translate to today, but I think Cops is definitely one of those. If you gave it the the the, the makeover, the modern makeover, you could turn it. You could turn it into an hour and a half, quick, easy movie. Definitely. And those bad those guys were so good. And yeah, they were. And they had all those gimmicks, like the dude, uh, the 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 guy who was dressed up like the '40s gangster, and his yeah. chest came down, and machine guns popped out. I mean, yeah. that, that's just. And everybody had cool looks, so the visuals alone would probably get people interested in it. But yeah, I paid to watch that one. All right, well, so those are two good choices. Oh, of course, of course, can't change. Oh that. yeah, definitely. All right, Gunner, how about you? Oh, okay. Hard to follow that one, but <laughs> I was gonna go with you know, of course, the the easy one. But let me let me let me pitch this one here. Right. Silverhawks. I actually believe Silverhawks would be a better movie than the second one I had in mind. Um, this is why I'm putting moving that to number two, which is quite Voltron. Um. Silverhawks, though. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you got an uh, escaped space monster called Monstar. He's a mobster. And they have all, there's, a, you know, all these policemen that come up. You already had one on the, on the space station, and they kind of recruited a whole bunch of awesome cops. You know, they could be, you know, nowadays, of course, they could be, like, military cats because there was a lieutenant colonel and whatnot. Um, commanders here and there, so it could be all military tasks. Who knows what you want to do with that? But anyway, they all get called up. You know, they, like, train like astronauts, only they get, you know, these bionic metal parts with these weapon birds, and if you remember the toys, every toy came with the bird and the, the whole command station, and they all would launch out of this one plane because this one cat 
country cat that had a guitar that couldn't really sprout wings. All of us, all the other cats could sprout wings. Bluegrass. He, this dude could bluegrass. Yes, intended bluegrass, of course, because you got to have a country dude. <laughs> he had this alien copper kid who was already kind of an alien, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he was from another planet, but he was also like, you know, fitted with this kind of outfit. Then you had those loot characters that everybody liked seeing back then, too, where those toys went crazy. Yeah. Flashback. The green joint. Remember the green dude? Flashback. Yep. He used to be able to time travel. Yo, it was awesome, right? You had a cyclone dude. I think it was a moon striker, something like that. Mm-hmm. Moon striker. Yep. Then you had the brother. The brother was the one that my parents were like, oh, you broke it? Here, here's another one. <laughs> like, he was, he had no, I mean, he had no, uh, He was a gold one, right? And he was a brother. And apparently he had Hot wing. Hot yeah, wing. Hot wing. Hot wing was awesome. He had the, the bird gyro, man, dude. That dude was killer. He had to, like, recharge his powers every 14 years. So, of course, he's back. That was the excuse of why he wasn't the original five or six. But he was always around, too, man. I was like, all right, I'm good. Like, you could go crazy with this, man. I mean, name your director, anybody but Michael Bay or James Cameron, but you can throw this. Give this to Disney. Actually, the cartoon, I think, became a comic book that was owned by Marvel. Yeah, it is. I'm looking at it right now. Was it a Marvel? It was Marvel. Oh, okay. It was Marvel, part of their uh, Star Comics line. But yeah. Yeah. So, hello, Disney. They can, I mean, they can give it to Disney. You can give it to anybody. Shoot. (laughs) At that point, you couldn't tell. (laughs) Make it happen. I I didn't say who I would want to to direct the film, the, the, the adaptations I chose. Real quick, um, yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm real quick. Um, anybody who could get a PG-13 rating, because even though you know these were cartoons from the '80s, you kind of need a PG-13. Up the ante on them, you know. And as far as directors are concerned, it doesn't have to be anybody big. Just somebody who can understand the source material and try and make it translate into the screen. Make it translate. That's all I ask. That's it. Good deal. Gunner, did you have a second one? Yeah, I do have a second one. But, yeah, uh, you know, I think you can take the source material all together with Silver Hawks and just throw it on the screen. As long as it's, like, cinematically great, you will be good to go here, you know? Yeah. So I'll be cool with that. Like I said, anybody in the Marvel, you know, under in that gets the Marvel Cinematic paycheck can probably do it. Anybody that's directed Daredevil, for instance, you know what I mean? Anybody I mean, shoot, they, they got it. I'm not worried about Marvel. Disney Marvel. So that's that. The second one, Voltron, that's the easy one. The one with the lions, not the spaceship, not the damn cars, which I didn't even know about until y'all just texted that to me before. I was like, what? There were car coach Voltrons? Isn't that what was all happening on Transformers when they were trying to compete back right. in the day? What the hell? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> which had like a billion pieces too. I'm like, nah, I just need these five. And then maybe the guys that go into and I'm cool. Guys and gals that go into them, I'm cool, right? So Voltron, they did a you know they did a cartoon movie. You know what I mean? They did, did like a cartoon movie with the with them and the spaceship one, and it was kind of a convoluted situation. And of course, we have the new Netflix series, which is freaking awesome. I was skeptical because I'm like, you know, don't mess with my my childhood, but. Mm-hmm killing it right you know what i mean like on that third season really awesome um 
a live action Voltron. Wait, they got a live action Voltron? Wait, wait, what? What? No, it's not a live action. It's a newer cartoon. Not yet, but it's okay. coming. Okay, okay. I'm sure it's coming, and unfortunately, some of these kids in these other generations may not know that their Power Rangers was, you know, a, a, a ripoff Chinese, a Chinese or Japanese bootleg of Voltron, which was already, I thought, Japanese. But moving on. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I like whatever. They just kept bootlegging their own stuff, but Voltron was a hit over here, and they couldn't. I don't know. They tried to do. I don't know, the Zords and the whole, you know, I mean, the it's whole plot is just like Voltron, and I was still annoyed by it. Gunner, Gunner, yeah. I'm sorry, it's whack. Don't be afraid to say it. It is a rip-off, and it's whack, and they should be ashamed. Oh, and then the way they kept recycling it, oh, it's Samurai, oh, it's, it's uh, whatever, the Dino, uh, the first one. Dinos! Yeah, but the first one were dinosaurs, so whatever. Um, the only reason I watched that show, the original run, the first couple, was because, you know, you got a brother in there, and it was basically like Voltron. I'm cool with that, right? But I was like, yeah, I'll deal with it because we got no Voltron. Then you, they kept overplaying it, and these people kept saying, oh, this is great. I'm like, have y'all never seen Voltron? I'm like, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Oh, shout out to uh old girl who passed away, the Yellow Ranger. Power Rangers, she like got in a bad car today, the original one. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's, I, I felt really bad about that one because she was like, seemed like one of the coolest actors. Everybody else looked like a dick. So, you know. Didn't Tommy, the White Ranger, get into trouble for doing like porn yeah. or something like that with, with cats or something? Something like that. And then somebody got arrested. You know, somebody tried to beat up, you know, Red Ranger tries to, you know, tried to step to somebody. And I was like, what? Hey, man. Yeah, they I mean, wild like, out. Childhood stars. They just wild out. Yeah, they wild out, man. I mean, you know, different strokes for different strokes. Yeah, that was a pun. Um, yeah. So, hey. Um, hey but yeah, Voltron, I don't know if I have a director. Anybody but Michael Bay, although I'll probably give it to Michael Bay. <laughs> no! He has wiped his ass enough with our childhood. He doesn't get another shot at it. No hey, more man. 80s movies for you. Jace, what are your picks? I got. I'm, I'm going to go with my strongest pitch here. We have defenders of the defenders of the earth. Nice. We have Flash Gordon mm-hmm. going against Ming the Merciless, like world dominator, conquered systems and galaxies. So we have a team of uh, heroes who have helped fight and stop the onslaught of Ming's advance. Um, we're, we're not going to talk about the whole comic book where, they, I mean, the cartoon where they had their kids involved, which was, you know, every time you saw the kids, you're just like, all right, you guys got to go. Let me fast Take forward. Take it away from the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you got, you got uh, uh, Phantom, uh, you got uh, Flash Gordon, you got the brother, which I'm blanking on my head Luthar. right now. Come on, man. Just take the song. I, Luthar. Luthar. I was gonna say Loki, but I'm like, man, Drake yeah. from Thundercat. Yeah, like Man Drake, you got Man Drake the Magician. I mean, it was like you had guys like there was all well, there was always like a point where none of them were so strong that they could beat Ming by themselves. Which you know, going back to our Supergirl, but all four of them together could stop them. So it makes for a good movie. That you know, we, some of us have seen Flash Gordon as kids. But you could introduce kind of a little bit of Flash Gordon and he kind of, he saved us all. 
Uh, but you know, some some of y'all will get that reference uh, a little more on Thursday. But there there is like a lot of stuff. I mean, like that's a fun show. Like, hey, you got some char- good, little interesting characters. Put a little bit of development in the first part, and and you can make a fun movie. Chief, what's your choice? Okay. All right. Well, as you know, I didn't really see. I couldn't really think of something. I thought of two. So the first one takes place up in the clouds. About a bunch of bears that care. Each bear has a symbol on its chest. <laughs> Hello? I'm liking Hello. this pitch right here. Okay. Signifying what feeling it will give you. So some bears have a heart, others have rainbows, so on and so forth. Now, when you're feeling ah, angry, uh, lonely, uh, whatever, as long as you're not having a good day, these bears will come down from that cloud in a little cloud mobile and arrive to your house and make you feel better. Like their chest will project a feeling into you and give you that feeling so that you can go on and do what you need done. And they're called Care Bears. Now, these bears, man, they're not scary bears because you're thinking of bears, you're thinking of Six eight eight six five hundred pounds claws. They will eat you. No, these are not that type of bears. Think of gummy bears, not the cartoon gummy bears. Also a good one. Also here and there and everywhere. But these bears here, you cannot eat. They're not edible. They are friends, like your teddy bear. Think Teddy Ruxpin that has a emblem on his chest that makes you feel good. Or Ted that doesn't cuss. Well, yeah. So now they come down, and what this setting is going to be is post-apocalyptic world. Everybody's feeling down, and there's one kid who's down there who can turn it around. But he's he's depressed. He's lost his family. They've been burned at 5,000 degrees Celsius. They're done. So he's, he's just in a depression but he has the knowledge to bring the world back together again. So these bears have to come down, give this man and the people around him hope, spirit, flavor, in order for him to bring about the new world. Care bears, care. And enough of them hit you at enough times, they can, you know, they can get you going. So that's my first one. Now, I don't know who I'm going to get to play or direct. I would like, I would like the guy who, I like the guy who did Black Panther to direct it. But you know, we can't have everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and my second one, as you well know, is I've always been a fan of Thundar the Barbarian. Now, Thundar was a slave in a world where Matter of fact, as the show came on, the cartoon came on, you saw the moon crack in half, and that always scared me. And uh, 
So they're living in this world with the slaves. Thunder breaks free along with his men, I think Oogla. Oogla. And, uh, and this uh, chick named Ariel or something like that. Anyways, they give Thundar the sun sword, Ooglaz, like the uh, muscle, and the, uh, the the female, she's like a, a sorceress. And they go on adventures and, um, you know, start helping people out. Um, now, I'd like to see Tom Hardy as Thundar. <laughs> Ooglaz could be the rock with uh, the Dario has Ariel. Alexandra, the Dario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they said this, this is another post-apocalyptic world where they just run around defeating enemies, getting in the business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good old-fashioned killing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and that, you know, that's, that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm, I want to see. I want to see Thunder with the Sun Sword cut somebody yeah. in half. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and, and 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 that's where I'm going with mine. I think it'll, it'll be a good show. We could we could uh, make it really good. Make it really interesting. You know, Thunder has a stand. You know, he's got his battle cry. It's gonna be real good, man. Uh, and those are my two. You know what I mean? Those right. are my two. Uh, good choices. Thank you. All right, so I'm, I'm going to wrap this up here. I just chose one. I decided to go way off the tradition, tr- traditional path on this. I was looking this up, and this show only had 65 episodes, which back in our golden age of cartoons was just one season. It's crazy. That would be at yeah. least three <laughs> today's. But, but now 65 episodes is only good enough for one season. And I'm taking a look at all the big properties going on right now. So we've got The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. We've got zombies. And everybody loves a good action movie. And we like bikes. We like uh, cars. I'm going with a cartoon called Spiral Zone. And Spiral Zone was another post-apocalyptic worlds on end kind of thing. Basically, the premise of this was this professor... Uh, his name was Professor Bent. He had these zone generators that he came up with. And basically what it did was put everyone who was in the zone, it made them mindless. And as a sign of their mindful drone status, they got these patches, these little rashes, these red marks under their eyes. So they look kind of like zombies, which is about as close as you could get to having realistic looking zombies in an 80s cartoon. Now, so because he had this crew, he called them the Black Widows, and so they were Bandit, Duchess, Duchess Dyer, Razorback, and Reaper. So those are pretty cool names for a bad guy crew. And they all kind of ran around and had these zones, and the zone, the spiral zone, the heroes on this, they would go around and try to destroy the zones and free the people from these zones, and they'd get cleared of their little infections or whatever. And the spiral zone commanders were led by Commander Dirk Courage. You can't get a better name than that for a hero in in an 80s cartoon. And he had like this international crew back in the 80s. We we were all about diversity. So he had a Russian. He had, no, I'm sorry. He had a German uh, Master Sergeant Tank Smith. 
uh, Lieutenant Hero Taka. He had a brother, Lieutenant Max Jones, and a Russian, Corporal Katerina Anastasia. So that was his crew. And they would run around in these cool bikes, and they had these camouflage outfits and these cool helmets. So it was like this soldier deal where they go around and, and fight the Black Widows on their bikes. And it was this, this I mean, it, it was very different from all the 80s cartoons of that time frame. But I think it would play really big now. So I've got some of my cast lined up. For Commander Dirk Courage, I'm going to go with my man, Aaron Eckhart. Because I need somebody a little bit older who can look like that world-weary guy. Uh, Aaron Eckhart, Eckhart is Harvey Dent from Dark Knight. So I got him as my lead for Tank Smith. I'm going to go with Dave Batista because I need that heavy, big-looking dude. For Hiro Taka, I'm going to go with Ludi Lin. If any of you all saw the Power Rangers movie, he was the Asian Black Ranger. He's cool, and I definitely want to have somebody cool in that role. And Max Jones, I'm going to go with Trevante Rhodes. He was the dude from Moonlight. Uh, he was the grown-up version of the main character. And for Katarina Anastasia, I'm going to go with Kate Mara because she can be cold and distant and play off that Russian scientist pretty well. And from a bad guy overlord, I'm going with Mads McKilson. He was the father in Rogue One, the bad guy in Casino Royale. For my director, this one was easy and obvious. It was right there for me. I'm going to go with Joseph Kaczynski. He directed Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman, and Oblivion. And that's just that whole movie anyway. It's just making more action in it. So Spiral Zone is my pitch. Uh, I'm going to put a whole bunch of money to it. I'm going to plaster it all over everything. I got my gun, my Spiral Zone outfits. I'm going to sell them at Target. And I'm going to have my Spiral Zone infection makeup kits for just in time for Halloween. And I'm going to let all the money roll in. And Disney can watch out. Those are my picks. All right, great job, guys. I said I did want to go through real fast all the big news going on. Gunner, uh, there has been a lot of talk lately with The Simpsons with uh, Apu. There was a documentary, uh, The Problem with Apu, yeah, which brought to light all that. Yeah. So, uh, which, you know, is, is messed up because I, Apu's one of my favorite characters. And it's like, darn it, man, that sucks. Um, Hank Azaria, who voices Apu, said... He's willing and happy to step aside voicing the character after all these um, problems have been brought to light. What do you think about this? What's your take on the whole controversy? You know, just just what's your take on it? Well, I mean, it was like finding out that the dude from Short Circuit wasn't Indian either, right? <laughs> like, the dude was in brown face. Like, the dude... <laughs> Fisher Fisher Stevens was in brown face. Cool movie. This cat was in brown face. So here I am looking at a pool like, at least they drawn this cat. I hope they got an engine dude. There's a freaking British cat. So I'm sitting here like, yo, I'm glad I saw that documentary. Like, you know, it was on our, it was on me and my wife's joint calendar because she was like, yo, we got to watch this. So like, all right. I'm watching it. I'm like, yo, this is mad. Up. So yeah, he needs to step aside. And that was such a good thing. I thought his first reaction was like, screw it. But. I guess he stepped aside finally. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who's gonna play him now? Hopefully, like, well, Aziz probably needs a little little pep up after that situation. But I don't know. Get somebody.
somebody on there that actually is Indian, but that may be like, I don't know, the whole character is kind of stereotypical. Yeah, I know. So like, I think uh, guys got to like, jeez. So I don't know, man. Right, it's like, ah. Uh. For our whole generation now, we've called whatever in that gas station, Circle K, you know, whatever it was, Mexico. It was a Quickie Mart, no matter which way. I'm going to Quickie Mart, you know, it's 7-Eleven. The joint is bled into our culture. We're just all freaking racist, quite frankly, when it comes to Indian people and gas stations and stuff, man. I mean, dang, look at look at look at look at look at look at barbershop, man. Yeah, uh, Indian dude running the gas station in the hood, married to a black chick, but he's still an Indian dude, right? Like, I don't know, man. It made me feel some kind of way, like, yo, I just messed up. I'm calling out all these white folks, and what am I doing here? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. hey. So, yeah, uh, uh, you know, that's a good idea, but, I mean, are they going to change the whole character? I mean, the whole thing, I mean, this dude's got a million babies. Like, every stereotype you can think of, any foreigner, quite frankly, mm-hmm. any dark-skinned foreigner, they just threw on a boot. Right. So, I don't know. They're going to fix that? I don't think they can. <laughs> so, I think it's a good gesture, but what are they going to do? Like, it doesn't change anything, right? It doesn't change with- anything. It's a pay, it's a rubber stamp. I'm sorry to interject, man, but it's no, like, it's look, just, I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. When do we get so offended by everything? Stop it already. Hey, man, if America, I was Indian, and that was my only hold up, that was my only depiction of me. Like they get less represented than we do. We always die at every film, man. Like. The Simpsons represent every negative quality of white people they are. They're not white. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They, they still know. eat that one. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right, right. Come on, man. Let's stop already. Let's stop being offended by the wind being. Come on, let's stop it. Uh, if I, that's my only character being depicted, man, I'm good, man. I'm like, oh, I'd be mad as hell for like ever. You know what I mean? That was in childhood too, man. You getting Everybody's calling you a poop. Like, <laughs> that would be messed up. I don't know, man. I don't like, I mean, like, like me. I wore glasses. I was Urkel for, from, like, whenever that Bama was on the goddamn show to it built, right now. To right it built character and wit. It built character and wit. Hey, I can guarantee you kids right now aren't calling each other, call, calling the Indian kid a poo because kids today don't watch The Simpsons. They don't. That's a good point. They don't. So now we getting offended. Go to hell. I'm sorry. Oh, Go to hell, that, everybody. I mean, hey, there's a platform for it now. Back then, you know, ain't no platform for I'm it. I'm tired of everybody. Child molesters have a platform now, Gunner. Child molesters have a platform. Yes, they do. They have a defamation league now, dude. They have an anti-defamation league now for child molesters. Nabla and the people who fight. They are lawyers who fight for their rights. With that said, everybody's got an anti-defamation. Look, it's a cartoon. It's a long-running cartoon. Indian Americans, there are a lot more things to be offended by than just a poo, okay? Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, but they've been saying the same thing about Be black for a day. Be black for a day. Be Mexican for a day. Be Mexican for a day. So stop. They've been saying the same thing about us. Yo, look, I mean, didn't Hollywood Shuffle teach us, like, yo, uh, we got, like, one depiction of us, maybe four. Now, yeah, and right? that's changed Four. how much and they're since all the 30 years since that movie no. came on. That's changed how much since the 30 years since that movie debuted. 
I'm not saying it's well, right. We got like four. What I'm saying is it, it's for comic effect. It's this is not. It, look, everybody knows that Apu is not the representation of all Indian Americans, or all Indians. Period. It's do a they? cartoon. Up. Do they? How many? Oh, how many black folks have elected Donald Trump for president just for saying crazy stuff? Come on, man. I don't believe people. that these people. They're there are that stupid many stupid people. people in this country. We need to rethink how we think that people think. You get what I'm saying? Like that's my thought. I get what you're saying, but changing the cartoon character Apu isn't gonna be become a mass awakening of the, of the people. That's not gonna no, change I'm anything. No, pointless and it's lip service and it's crap. I believe that. I'm it's with you. But so why are we even having the discussion? You know what I mean? I'm not gonna say that dudes shouldn't be offended by a depiction of a culture of a culture that's actually no. I'm not saying that they don't have the right to be offended at all. I'm no. not saying that. What I'm that's saying is we live in an offended. Like, oh. No, what I'm saying is that we live in a culture of offense where everything is offensive. Everything is offensive. But here's the thing about that: if you're gonna be offended by everything that goes on or every depiction of everyone, then you might as well close off all of your media. You might as well close it all off because whether you notice it or not, the overt depiction of you as a stereotype or stereotypical of your race isn't the worst you have to worry about. It's the hidden, it's the hidden agendas behind it. Like when you see all the representation of interracial couples, whether it be in the commercials you watch, whether it be in the ads you watch for the new uh, or the. Uh, ads you see on the new housing development or urban development, gentrification bullshit, prefab apartment complex or townhomes you see, when they depict the interracial couple, who is it? A black woman and a white man, mm-hmm. right? These so are the things you need to worry about. The it's the, old, it's the covert. It's covert. We need to be worried about thing. the covert, not the overt. That, that's not what you no, need to worry about. The overt, because that's jokes. It's all one thing, dude. It's all one big freaking ball of crap. It's all that's joke. Then if the that's other. the case, all right. we got to close it all down. Close shop, the man. Representation. And do you really want all right, all right, all right. Jace and Chief, I got one for both of y'all. Uh, let's see here. All right. So with the Avengers Infinity War hype back up and putting all the attention on Marvel, all things Marvel, the popular question of an all-female Avengers movies come out. Chase, let's hear from you first, and then we'll hear from Chief. No, 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 no. I think I want to get, let that one go to Chief. I mean, he's just got such a poignant way to say this. I can't wait to see an all-female Avenger movie. It will be the greatest. I can't wait till they bring it out. Over. Jace, how about you? Good answer. Okay. (laughs) uh, I wouldn't, hey, like like we've said, they're going to make a good movie. I'll watch it. So I got I got no problem. Who who, who you cast? Just make it quality and have a storyline behind it. Good deal. All right, fellas. Well, lo- lots of options this week, fellas. Who is your TV dummy of the week? Let's mm. start with Jace. The number one resident of the sunken place, mm. Kanye West. <laughs> Do the battle. I don't know what y'all just do. He's a hammerhead shark, man. Dude. Oh, 
uh, the Kardashian women do something to dudes, it just drives them crazy. They got the, they got the Badu effect, man. No, you can't him, put man. that on Badu. I was going to say that. I can't. I can't. Yep. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I retract. I retract. They ain't got nothing on Badu. I don't know what they doing to these brothers, man. Badu was just, look, it's I just a, want some babies and a new album based on hey, of my Badu boy. Hey, Badu was him pants and a koofy, though. Right, man. Better. <laughs> Catch his mask and some fur pants. My choice? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's, uh, put me on the spot. I hadn't even given it uh, any thought, but I'm going to have to go with, uh, Marsh Manhunter. <laughs> I mean, as far as, you know, I mean, as far as television show, I didn't go real life, but television show, I, I was that whole scene amazed me that uh, everybody was getting killed and he was just calmly talking to his pops like 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 they, like they were in the living room. Hey pops, man, you uh, <laughs> you need to put this bracelet on. You 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 haven't uh, look what it's doing to the people around you. You know everybody's tripping right now. That's because of you. <laughs> now let's put the bracelet on. Come on. I was just like, is he? Is he just? That's it. You're not going to just slap it on them, get the man under control? Or, you know, even Supergirl coming up behind them, hitting them in the back of the head, knocking them out. All right, fellas, that's going to do it on this one. Time to wind this bad boy down. All right, so that's everything on that episode. Stay tuned because we're going to have a very special episode where we officially break down all our spoilers to Avengers Infinity War. So don't be alarmed if you see back-to-back episodes coming up on the site very soon. I hope you enjoyed this one. And I don't have a whole lot else to say because I'm looking forward to hearing what everybody thinks about Infinity War. So this episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.